0: Today, of course, we begin this celebration of Lent. And when you think celebration, probably Lent's not the first thing that comes to mind. When you think celebration is probably something more like a graduation party. And I just thought of this, I got my first graduation party invitation for this coming spring, which, you know, uh, who knew it was already that time, but but here we are. Because when you think like a, a, a graduation party and the celebration that that brings, you think a handful of things. The first thing you think is all the the great food that's there. You think about the great feast, whether it's pulled pork, whether there's fried chicken, whether there's burgers and hot dogs, like at a graduation party, there's normally more food than any single group of people could ever, ever eat. And that's just the way it is, this abundance of food at that celebration. But in our celebration of Lent, that's not really the case by any stretch of the imagination. It's actually the opposite. Supposed to eat less, supposed to fast, supposed to feel the hunger of fasting. Different sort of of celebration. And then, of course, at a graduation party, there's normally so many people that come up to see the graduate that they can barely even, like, catch their own thoughts. That there's family and friends as far as the eye can see. There's people to talk to, people to catch up with. But our celebration of Lent is supposed to be one of silence. And we just heard in the gospel is one where we're supposed to go to the inner room, lock the door, and pray to the Father in secret. To not seek out other people, to not seek a grand celebration, but to actually seek the Lord in the silence of our hearts. Again, a bizarre sort of celebration. And then, of course, at a graduation party, the graduate receives gifts out the wazoo. Right? There's people giving them all sorts of money, all sorts of nice things. They get scholarships, and of course, our celebration of Lent is very different. You're not supposed to get anything. You're actually supposed to give stuff away. Almsgiving is one of the parts of Lent that we just heard in the Gospel. When you give alms, do not blow the trumpet, but give it in secret. That this isn't the time of receiving, but the time of surrendering what we have to those around us. And then, of course, at a graduation party, there's all these accomplishments, right? Uh, if there's a varsity letter, or if there's scholarships that were received, or any honors that the, the graduate earned, they're all placed on display, kind of like a little, a little shrine. We acknowledge what people have accomplished. In our celebration of Lent, what do we acknowledge? Our sinfulness. Rather than recognizing that we're accomplished or that we've done certain things, This celebration of Lent is one where we say, I've sinned. Not that I've done so many great things, but actually my shortcomings, so that the Lord's mercy may penetrate our hearts. Which all of these things, whether it's the feast, or the the family and friends that are there, or, or the gifts, or our sinfulness, begs the question, why do we call this a celebration? What is there to celebrate about Lent? It actually seems like all the worst things that we try to avoid for all the other weeks of the year. What are we, what are we celebrating? Because it really seems to put us in contact with the worst parts of humanity. We're supposed to be put in contact, in contact and face-to-face face face with our own sinfulness. Not always the most pleasant experience, not the one to celebrate. We experience our own hunger, our own lacking, and then we know we're in solidarity with those who don't have food. The problems of world hunger lived out in our stomachs. Fasting today, we all experience this. Or even to be fasting from pleasures. As we're, as we're fasting, we, have the, we recognize our own addictions. Maybe it's an addiction to a phone or to TV or to, to whatever it may be or just to food. That we realize our own brokenness. It puts us in Connection. It puts us in relationship with the worst parts of humanity. Even in giving alms, we recognize all the problems that the world has. The collection today throughout the church, every Ash Wednesday, is to support the church in Eastern and Central Europe. How important is that today when all the things that are happening in Ukraine, right? We remember all the terrible things, all the atrocities, all the civilians that are losing their life in the church's work to bring some sort of sense of redemptive suffering to that part of the world. This celebration of Lent and prayer and fasting and almsgiving almost gives us a sense of the hardest things of life, the worst parts, the most difficult things to bear. And as we get in touch with that reality as we get in touch with our own sinfulness, with our own lacking, with the problems that the entire world faces, we have this option of just recognizing how bad things are or allowing the love of Jesus Christ to enter those moments. Either we just kind of get overwhelmed by what's happening, we get overwhelmed by our own brokenness or the things happening in the world, or or Lent gives us the opportunity To remember that Christ is victorious. It gives us this opportunity to be in touch with the worst things in the world and to know that Jesus Christ has definitively dealt with them. That Christ really has taken on evil to himself. We're going to get that in the gospel this Sunday with Christ's temptations in the desert. That he's faced all of the worst things that evil has to offer. And he's victorious. Hopefully, our Lent puts us in touch With Christ. Hopefully, our Lent, if we're fasting, it's not just to lose a few pounds or to just prove that we're disciplined and we're able to do it, but it actually puts us in touch with Jesus Christ who's done all this, with Jesus Christ who really can forgive our sins, who really can save people whose country is torn apart by war, or who really can provide for the needs of the poor, or even Jesus Christ who in our silence and our struggle to pray can help us and send the Holy Spirit to guide us. And it's when this Lent is put in touch with Christ that we realize that it actually is a celebration. Because it removes all of those things that vouch, are those things that vie for our attention and our addictions and whatever else happens, so that we can see Christ. If we can see Christ this Lent, if we can meditate on his word and allow his grace to fill our hearts, then we'll recognize real joy. Then we'll recognize the peace that can only come from Jesus Christ. Then we'll be in touch with the fact that Jesus Christ is victorious. And that joy, that peace, will make Lent a celebration because it sheds us of all of the things that vie for our attention and puts us in touch with the one who actually can save us, puts us in touch with the one that can actually heal us, can actually save a fallen world. And when we know that, there's cause to celebrate. There's cause to rejoice and thank God that really he has conquered sin and death. And so if we live this Lent well, we'll recognize that it is a celebration, a celebration that Jesus Christ has conquered the powers of sin and death and offers each and every one of us true freedom.